Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Turn our attention up to Gainesville. A lot of people this time of year wanting to know what's going on because a lot of commitments are coming down. Uh, all these other schools are getting kids. Uh, Florida Gators are certainly in the mix for a lot of people. A lot of cris- criticism, especially from those fans that don't know a lot. Um, always happens. Uh, somebody who's right in the middle of that, and I'm sure he gets his fair share of texts and why are we not doing this, is Graham Hall, who covers the Gators for the Gainesville Sun. Uh, Graham, thanks so much uh, for taking the time this evening. And certainly it's uh, been a unique uh, summer uh, for the Florida Gators. And uh, obviously I'm sure you'll agree that some of these fans that don't know the score will always, always probably send you texts around the clock finding, trying to find out why Florida's not coming away with this guy or that guy. It's so interesting, and you may know this better than anyone, but the rise of recruiting coverage has kind of led to this accelerated timeline in a sense here where before some of these coaches, before they've even coached a game at the school they're at, and that's from Billy Napier to Mario Cristobal to Brian Kelly, before they've coached a game, fans can kind of already be in a sense based off of what they believe they're doing on the recruiting trail, which in 2022 has never been more confusing. Can we call it that? Can we sum it up that way? Um, I think that if you haven't been following everything from NIL, the transfer portal to, I mean, booster collectives, we, we can even throw those into the mix. You could be really confused right now at some of the trends in recruiting. Um, I, I think that that explains a lot of Miami. If everyone's been following John Ruiz, but also Florida's approach, you, you know, they really have pushed the narrative that they were one of the first to establish this booster-led collective called the Gator Collective. Darren Heitner has been very vocal, probably as, just as much as John Ruiz has on social media. And kind of in the year since, you've seen that word collective be so widespread that people now have, believe it has the connotation of boosters kind of gathering together and paying players to come there, whether that. Right. And through NIL deals, whether it's through the transfer portal, recruiting, whatever you want to call it, 
that really those two things have been skewed so much where Florida right now has focused their efforts on kind of this mantra of build it and they will come. They have focused that um, their NIL, NIL efforts in that direction. Let's say that taking care of their current players rather than kind of building the program um, up with additions and invaluable recruits. And I think that that has led to some discord amongst Florida fans right now who kind of are already souring on Billy Napier just seven, eight months into his tenure, which is pretty ridiculous. I think I'll be quite honest. Yeah. No, you may, you know, you bring up a great point because as we were saying early on, you look at the university of Miami and outside their little cluster of fans and the little fan base, if you go to Iowa or if you go into Northeast, Miami's still a seven and sixteen and struggling to win a bowl game. I mean, you know, but down here they got them playing for the national title, and that in part and partial uh, is to what has happened, as you mentioned, with John Ruiz, with Mario Cristobal coming in with all guns blazing and and having an opportunity to bring in this coaching staff of former head coaches and guys who've been there, done that. Um, and I agree with you. I mean, play a damn game. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, and then you have your Nick Saban and then Jimbo Fisher throwing stones at each other, especially Nick throwing the stones when his quarterback is making as much as he is, uh, you know, so it is kind of confusing. And I just say play the game. You look at a Billy Napier, you look at a Mario Cristobal, they come out of the basically the same stock. They both have gone through the Nick Saban regime. Uh, Billy's gone up to Clemson and, you know, been a little bit with Dabo. So, I mean, things are going to take care of themselves, obviously. And it hasn't stopped Florida for attracting a lot of kids this summer. Uh, their camps, their combines, their seven-on-sevens have been off the charts. They, they get kids from everywhere. Talk about that because I think when all the crapola disappears and, and, and uh, you have the reality, and the reality is that Florida is still a program that people want to be a part of. That's a great point because so many people, I think, get caught up in the narrative and being just a hat on the table, swinging and missing, let's call it that, that they forget that Florida or miss that Florida is doing everything right behind the scenes, staying in contact with recruits, getting recruits to campus consistently, have a functioning plan for when they're here to take them on tour so they're never really kind of missing a beat or feeling like they're unwanted on campus, knowing people by name, building those relationships. That's all the stuff that Billy Napier's staff, um, from what we've heard from them, the players, and recruits, parents of recruits that's what they're doing extremely well here the genuine approach and from an instructional standpoint what we saw throughout spring was more door was discipline more discipline more structure more organization more purpose for what they were doing in each practice and, and i think that that stuff will take care of itself in the long run and, and, you know, going back a little bit to NIL, I agree that some of the players and the rules have changed, but a lot of these storylines, I think, are going to stay the same. We've seen coaches come in and have great transition classes and not really miss a beat. Florida has seen that absolutely. Ron Zook, Will Muschamp, you name it. Coaches have been able to come in and seize that momentum right away before ever playing a game. And, and then kind of in three years, you're sitting here being like, well, it didn't all work out, even though they had the number one recruiting class in the country. So I think that Florida fans have some experience of being on both sides of that. And 
I think it becomes a little bit harder to swallow when you see some of these monetary figures thrown about and fans have been so insistent on making sure that we're playing the, the game, the other part of the game, making sure that we are putting our money where our mouth is, that our fundraising is correlating with our fandom. And I think that you start to see some of that nervousness come out when, you know, Florida has always talked about being the brand, being this top fan base. If the fans sense that that's not correlating with the money, then they're going to start having those doubts and the, the concern that they'll be able to do the aspect of roster management that I think so many people leave out when they talk about recruiting now. It's retention because you keep these you get these players here, but then you have to keep them, and that is where I think NIL having uh, comparative, let's call it that, NIL deals for, for, for your players, that's really where I think the long-term focus is for a lot of these programs. I think Florida especially is making sure that you have something in place that's not just going to get them on campus, but is going to keep them on campus. And that also does come back to winning games, of course. So I, I can see why the two strategies um, differ right now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Graham Hall joining us, Gainesville Sun, uh, Florida Gators. And the one thing, too, is the schedule coming up. And, and obviously it's a, it's a challenging schedule. But at the same time, four of the first five games are at home, which is a really, really good thing. And they open up against a team I don't think I could ever remember them playing. If they did, it hasn't been for a long time, is Utah. Uh, it's uh, Is this the first meeting between the two schools? I'm not sure it's the first meeting between the two schools. I know that they certainly have some history going back. Obviously, Urban Meyer coming over there um, from there and to Florida. That, that's kind of the situation here uh, with another game on Florida's schedule, Eastern Washington. That one was set up with Jim McElwain <laughs> coming over as part of that deal here. But I'm not too sure. Utah is an unfamiliar opponent for a lot of Florida fans. There is a familiar name uh, on that Utah roster. That's outside linebacker Mahmoud Diabate. He transferred from Florida to Utah last season. So he's coming back to Gainesville for a return appearance to face some of his former teammates. But I think a lot of people forget that's an extremely good Utah team. You mentioned tough schedule. You look at what Florida has to face. Uh, Utah, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee in the first couple of weeks there, LSU. I mean, Florida fans, I think, have had to kind of stifle their expectations that they're instantly going to turn around and maybe not even have a winning record again. I, I think a lot of fans are expecting seven, eight wins, but it is a def difficult ske uh, schedule, absolutely. And to say that you're absolutely going to have to turn around nine wins, ten wins, I, I just think is unrealistic right now. And yeah. that's kind of why – um, you know, th there is a little bit of concern there, absolutely, because if you do go 500, your, your chances of landing these blue chip prospects down the line, I, I think, dwindles, and a lot of people certainly realize that. That's crazy. I I don't want to be around there if they don't win at least eight or nine games, but uh, I'm sure, like you said, it's a reality. They got to go to Texas A&M. It's still a tough schedule. Still got to play Georgia as usual. Graham, let everybody know how they can follow you, because you have some really, really interesting things. I really appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Graham Hall underscore. I write for the Gainesville Sun with the USA Today Network. Uh, really appreciate you, you having me on. Big fan. You do a great work. And Thank always a pleasure to be on here and talk all things Florida Gators. You too. Thanks so much, Graham. Graham Hall, uh, Gainesville Sun covering the Florida Gators. Oh, boy. If they, if they go six wins or seven wins, oh, I don't, I don't want to be around there. Um, definitely. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.